0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Mama's Pearls. I am your hostess Cynthia, and here at Mama's Pearls, we like to say that we take the most beautiful pieces of life and string them together. I am super excited that this is our first show for the year 2011, and I really hope that you guys had a wonderful holiday and that you fully enjoyed the season. I mean, it was just—it was pretty amazing here. I mean, we had kind of. Um, Uh, What do you call it? A blizzard? So we were buried in, and we were just able... My kids were sick in the beginning, but we were able to really just have some very lazy days, which we haven't had in a long time. Now, if this is your first time joining us here at Mama's Pearls, welcome. If you are a regular, welcome back. Um, As you know, Mama's Pearls, we're a family brand. We have two blogs, Mama's Pearls and M Gems. And Melissa, my co-hostess, are you on the air?
0: That's me. How are you? Hello, my dear, and welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. I know it's been a while. So, I miss you guys. <laughs> it's been a while.
1: You you've had a lot going on, and we had the holiday break. You know, we took a we took some time off here at, at Mama's pro to regroup, and you know, and and now we're back to crank out crank out the new year. How was your break, my dear? Um. Definitely. <laughs>
0: or need I ask? Uh, you were a mess. I know. <laughs> No, we did pretty good. We survived. Um, no, I had the pleasure of <laughs> taking some real time off just because, um, my daughter had some surgery and she's on the mend. So, um, that's good. And I actually started my day job yesterday was my first, first official day back after a month. And so I'm a little, you know, post vacation mode. Not that I was on, yeah, a, you, know, you know, on the beach in the Caribbean. <laughs>
1: No, but I think I think everybody's feeling a little bit like that. You kind of you know, when you finally have the opportunity to turn off and just kind of be and maybe catch up with friends, catch up with families, get do some different activities with your you, you know, with your kids. It is hard to kind of switch back and gear back into work. You know, people that I've Been talking to this work just for this week for work and for business. It's kind of like the brain is slowly rebooting. (laughs) It's it's hard to to get back back into the swing and. I don't necessarily want to go into full swing mode yet before we talk about um, talk about this week's topic, which is still in the um, the fine tuning and setting our attentions for the year. Um, this week's this week's topic and theme is called True Serum. And again, if you're new to Mama's Pearls, we we take on a different theme usually every week and month, um, and we have a pearl of the week. And the pearl of this week is. Awakening ground actually I, I've adopted that as my pearl of the year, and what I did right before the new year, which was kind of an amazing practice, was I went to a um a year in meditation with Pauline Esposito, and I'm hoping that she will join us on on air next week to talk a little bit further about what she does and also um, about her predictions for 2011 because she really does some deep, deep cleaning (laughs) and cleaning on the energetic level, like deep energy work. And, um, you know, she had a beautiful, beautiful meditation. And for me, it was like you know, I felt towards the end of the year like a lot of energy was just laying latent with me and I felt not not stuck but just it was sitting and I just really needed something to kick start and Kind of clean house, and her meditation was perfect to you know take a look back, to honor and just review everything that came into your life within two thousand and ten and also to prepare everybody to open up to the new energies of two thousand and eleven. And I've kind of taken it home and start talking about this with my kids. Um, my son, who's almost five, I can't can't believe it's almost five, but he's almost five, and my daughter is almost three. You know, I don't necessarily think that they have a concept of years. You know, they kind of have a concept of days and weeks and the months and their dates, like they know when their birthdays, you know, they know when their birthdays are. At school they always do like the calendar of the, you know, the days um in class, but they don't really have a concept of the years. Um and yesterday my son brought down this art project that he did in class which was, you know, just just the letter, the number is two thousand eleven, and I was trying to explain. And he just was excited that he got to make ones and a zero and a two in art class, and was excited because it had confetti all over it. Um, but you know, I don't think that he has a concept of the year, so I was trying to explain that to him and time is such a funny thing that we even operate by the clock and by a calendar you know it's just it's a very, it's just a very funny cycle and you know we could do a whole show and that would be a kind of a, a cool show to kind of do how we've tracked time over the years um, or how that's developed as, as going guiding by the sun and your days and your nights and the Roman calendar and all different calendars the Jewish calendars I mean so you know the concept of actually it being two 2011 um, is a, only 2,000 years old, whereas, you know, the Jewish calendar is over 5,000 years old. So, you know, that whole concept of trying to explain that to a child, you know, not not so, not, not really happening yet, um, but it's just cool, like, sitting with them and, you know, talking about the new energies and kind of setting resolutions, and what I've been with with my son was, um, you know... I, I started first with, like, what do you want for a 2011? And he looks at me, and he's like, I want Star Wars, of course. You know, naturally, he wants Star Wars. And I'm like, well, I'm like, do you want to be happy? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, do you want to be healthy? And he's like, yeah, especially since he's had a cold all week. Um, you know, and just started going through things like that. I'm like, do you want your friends to be happy? Yeah. Do you want your family to be happy? Yeah. So, like, that was a way for me to at least even, like, on a small level, bring the practice that I was doing on, like, you know, on, on my, I say deeper, but it's really not, but on my energetic level um, with Pauline and bringing that home to my kids, like, and that was really cool, and I definitely recommend, like, taking some time and bringing your kids, on you know, into that practice, you know, did you do any kind of resolution setting or thinking like that with, with your kids?
0: It's so funny. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was thinking about calendars, and I have to say there's a side of me. I remember after I finished college and I wasn't on a school year calendar that I found it very hard to function because I felt like at least during school, you know, you have, you know, the next couple weeks you're dealing with midterms. Like I'm goal-oriented, so I'm always kind of thinking what's my next goal. So to me, being on a school calendar has always been easy, and I feel like, Now that my kids are in school, I'm back into the mentality, okay, spring break, winter break. I live on a school calendar. So although I, you know, tooted my horn and drank some champagne a couple nights ago, and it was well before midnight, um, I definitely find myself living on a school calendar because I have these conversations when... The kids are entering a new grade, and we're starting the year, and you get new school clothes. Like, I do, yeah, I'm part of the Jewish calendar, man. I'm I'm rolling on a different calendar. So um, although I'm happy it's a new year, and in my work world, it is a new year, and everything starts kind of fresh, um, I have to say, when I'm thinking about it, I actually, my new year is September (laughs) one. Um yeah.
1: That always that always messed me up too when I was a student and it still kinda of does. I mean we're kind of programmed by the school year. You know, our high well, goals I, 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 I like
0: I like goals. Like I like thinking, okay, you know I, I you know, when you're in school it's the time the year flies by because 'cause you're like, all right, in two weeks I have midterms So like the next two weeks you're thinking about midterms and then you're like, All right, I have finals and then I have three more weeks till the end of school. So right. you kinda of get to each you know, I'm kind of like Dora the Explorer, you know, over the mountain, through the forest, <laughs> through the castle. <laughs> like, I can't just go to right. the castle. I need a couple of, you know, stop points to Start get there. Start your me.
1: school, you have Christmas break, then spring recess, then it's summer.
0: Right. right. Exactly. So I, I, it's funny when you <laughs> think about it. I was like, I really have been, this is where you and I are so different, but it's the same. I'm like, I have not even observed that. I don't even think I wrote 2011 yet because I'm so... I feel like every contraption I use has a date for me, so I feel like I haven't even written the date yet. That's, I haven't even messed that's up yet like, on the date. That's,
1: that's always for me when it settles in, but since we're so much on computers now... It's not the same as when you sit down and you write a date in a notebook or on a piece of paper or on your checkbook. Um, and it takes a while to get used to. I mean, we take a while to adjust to a new year. We take a while to step into the energy of a new year. And that always freaks me out, like writing writing the date for the first time. And I deliberately did it on January 1st. I mean, one, I love that it was one one eleven. This is a very powerful number in and of itself. Well, I think you know.
0: I'm looking forward to eleven, eleven, eleven. I think that's going to be a cool date this year. That's going to be
1: that's going to be amazing. I mean, we don't you don't don't have so many power numbers like that or like Mega Millions. Did anybody win last night? Do you know? I don't know.
0: I don't even know. Mega Millions, three hundred and thirty million. I I don't even know if I ran my dishwasher last night, sweetheart.
1: Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> yeah, I hear ya. I hear you. Well you've been you've been in like your own little time warp. I mean you've had so much personal stuff going on with your kids, you know, just health wise. So, um, you know, hopefully this year and we'll set out the intention for you and for everyone who's listening and part of our families and their communities and their friends that this year be a year of good health, of happiness. And um, as Pauline was saying, it's, it's the year to find your truth. It's the year to really tap into the source of who you are, what you love, what you're passionate about, and bring that to the surface. One of the, the other things that she was connecting it to was that it's a year of abundance, and the abundance is there for you
0: to take.
1: So I hope everybody steps into and does like a a truly honest retrospective of yourself and tapping into your true power and what really makes you shine and may you be abundant for that. So that is like kind of the affirmation that that I've been holding and when I spoke to Masha a little bit about this, um, Masha's been on the show before, she's kind of, she's our spiritual go-to makeover artist and just a, a very good friend of the show and And I was talking to her, you know, stepping into 2011, and she was like, Cynthia, you need to do a vision board. And I haven't done that in a long time. The last time I did a vision board was when I graduated law school and was kind of setting out like, okay, I'm 24 years old. What am I going to do with my life? What is my career going to be? And I I didn't do a board because I was a lawyer, so I did a binder. um, (laughs) And I did it more like with articles and that kind of stuff. But I actually got crafty this week, and I sat down, and my kids helped me, and we cut out, you know, different magazines, and I have like this huge cork board. I have two of them, one I use for the kids with all like their invitations and stuff like that and their school calendar. And the other one I decided to dedicate to me and I actually did put together a vision board and Masha was like, one of the affirmations that you have to have because I was talking before the holidays, how I've been, you know, been feeling a little bit just scrambled, um, you know, just of what i'm doing and she was like have the affirmation that you will be highly paid and and generate a steady stream of abundance for doing what you love so i'm happy to share that with everybody and put that into into your sphere and my intent to open up to you and everybody is to have that happen as well may we all be generating a steady stream of abundance for doing what we love, for doing what recognizes our greatest truth and our highest purpose and opens us up to love. But um, I'm just going to take a moment and pause on that. Let's just take a pause on that, because I think that's just really pure and powerful. And it's not easy to find and reconnect with our truth You know, we get kind of layered up with everything that we're supposed to do and have to do and, you know, just to pay our bills and keep things going on a a regular basis just to make ends meet. And I know it's been a tough year for a lot of families. Um, You know, so tapping back into that and reconnecting with yourself and living your truth, you know, may this be a year where that can happen and happen easily and seamlessly and smoothly. (sighs) Pregnant pause. <laughs> so, okay. So the other part that I wanted to kind of um, to share with everybody um, about finding your truth was, and I write about this in in this week's blog. And again, Melissa and I's blogs, Mama's Pearls and M Shems, can be found in and read and thoroughly enjoyed at www.mamaspearls.com. dot dot com is that, um, like, I kind of see the new year as walking into a supermarket with an empty cart. You know, you may have just done, and I'm sure Melissa, like, goes into the supermarket every single time with a list. Is
0: that right?
1: Is that pretty on point? And you have, like,
0: like an inventory list
1: list of everything in your house, probably on a spreadsheet
0: (laughs) of, like,
1: what you need yeah I don't I'm usually on the fly like i always i always forget something whether it's paper towels or some you know whatever um so I'm a little bit more on the flyer when I go into into a supermarket, but when I do this from like a spiritual visual and kind of like looking looking at it as a perspective of setting setting up the intent of two thousand eleven and us all finding our truth um I kind of see like you know each aisle you know we all know that it's filled with Tons of crap in the supermarket, which thank God we have that that abundance. That whole other show. Um, you know, look at each aisle as representing a different part of yourself. Aisle one, yourself. Aisle two, your relationships. Aisle three, your family. Aisle four, your kids. Aisle five, you know, your extracurricular activities. Aisle six, you know, all your miscellaneous mishagas can can go on aisle six. So when you're you know, at the start, Melissa probably grabs like the whole coupon, the whole coupon and weekly circular. Um, the circular was and, red
0: you know, at has, home. So prior entering <laughs> the store, the circular was already red, so I already have a plan before I walk in.
1: Right through the papers, right, you have all your coupons. I don't, so I'm on the fly. If I see
0: something that's on
1: sale, I get so
0: excited. Well, my my biggest challenge in in sticking with your analogy, which is great, is not only, you know, you need certain things in your life, but The choices, there's a lot of choices. Like, have you ever seen how many different mustards there are? I mean, (laughs) I'm overwhelmed by picking mustard because, really, I don't need three jars of mustard, but at the same time, I kind of like hot and spicy or good old-fashioned yellow, and sometimes I'd like a honey Dijon. So I think my hardest thing about going shopping is the fact that there's so many decisions and choices to make and, and nervous about not picking the right one.
1: But and that's exactly how
0: <laughs> or can I have just one? Or can I have the never ending cough to... that we have. <laughs> but I think that that's
1: exactly right for how people feel in their lives. Like we have on one hand you feel like there's there's no other choice but to pick that that one brand of chicken that's on sale this week. You have no other choice. There's nothing else there, there's no other meats, you're stuck with the chicken. Um, you know, and we feel that way a lot. You know, you only have one choice about some things. And then when you go to flip your head about another part of your life, there's there's ten choices. And how do you pick? And how do you know? When you're dealing with your children and sending them out on their pathways, what do you do? From from even like, okay, you can afford to pay for them for one one extra class. You know, Do you do a sports class? Do you do a music class? Do you do an art class? You know, what which one do you pick? So in my In this, you know, supermarket journey that we're all on for 2011, you know, my thing is to go through the aisles, you know, observe the choices, don't get distracted or lost, but really look to see which ones are going to serve your truth and that brings you closest to love. Um, And it could be as simple as pleasure of me being in the cake aisle, (laughs) And knowing that there is no other one for me than Duncan Hines. Duncan Hines Yellow Cake Mix, I know, is going to bring me all sorts of ultimate pleasure. Um, You know, so take that journey. Take that journey through your life. Take that journey um, through each different part of your life. Go down each aisle. And I will say to make a caution is check the expiration dates. One of the beautiful things about starting a new year is that you can leave a lot of the old stuff in the past, you know, in 2010, it's like you know every year time kind of moves forward and becomes the present. We always look at one year now. You know, now we look towards 2000, you know, 2012 as being the future. And guess what? Next year, January, that's going to become the present. So we do this time shift. Same thing with looking at what items are you going to just leave on the shelf that you don't need to carry in, in with you through this next year that 's not no longer serve you. It was great, wonderful, beautiful that you experienced that it was in your cupboard and sat there unopened all year of two thousand and ten, but really made your your jam collection look pretty i can 't tell you how many open unopened cans of jam I have in my house, um, <laughs> but now it 's time to to clear those out. Check your expiration dates wherever you were leaking energy and kind of kind of expending on things that are no longer serving you, you don't need it anymore. Either I like in the blog I, I actually really laughed hard when I wrote this, but like either leave it on the shelf or bring it back to your store manager and say return this to its source. And we can all do that. We don't have to keep our energy in the supermarket space. And one of the things that I love about Pauline and her meditations um, or any sort of meditations is that you can, you can, and Masha says this all the time, take your old energy, take your anger, take your disappointment out of your system and picture either like a blue, uh, a purple flame and just toss it in the fire or turn it back into source. Give it back to the light, and that will automatically change it back into love, and kind of like it's like it's like the energy version of a recycling plan <laughs> is to have that practice and its vision. Um, or if it, you're more concrete, like Melissa, give it back to the manager, and he'll take care of that
0: for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that is my supermarket analogy. And of course, if things are on sale and you're getting you're getting great bargains, like go for it. The other thing is, you know, to awaken a different part of yourself as that, you know, I always love setting the intention of, you know, meeting new people and having new experiences. And maybe it's as simple as just opening yourself up to somebody who's like, you know, the checkout person in the supermarket. I think so many people kind of go on automatic and they just, you know, check out their stuff and they're thinking or blackbearing or, you know, just in their own world, like, engage in the conversation. Um And, you know, bring your own shopping bags. You know, have that little bit of a green mind for yourself. And the green mind doesn't have to be going out and save the planet. It's kind of for yourself. You know, save your energy. Conserve your own energy. um, You know, and just use your energy and expend it in every way that you see is going to serve your truth and bring you closer to love. That is my sermon for the year.
0: (laughs) That I my think it's farming. important too so that yeah, I mean and you know what? It's interesting. It's hard to do that sometimes. You really have to um yeah. you have to choose to do that or at least try to find a way to do it. It's it's easier said than done sometimes. So um if you find that you're having trouble even trying to do something like that, then definitely reach out to someone. I'm sure there's always someone there that can you can reach out to us, we'll help you through it. Um, <laughs> we
1: will um, coach you through it and if we not will we know many
0: people yeah just want everyone to you know each year we go into each year with high expectations too and you know we want to have a successful a healthy a wonderful year and sometimes there's blips along the road but again I've learned with all the blips in the road I need to become come out stronger or wiser um, and that's why I'm so strong and wise and uh <laughs> that it's okay, that we're supposed to have those blips in the road because that's that, that, that's that's the way, you know, nobody wants a straight path. You, you need hills and bumps and roads, and so that's important too, and it's okay to have those also. So set expectations to have some, like, you know, and everything goes the same, the right way. <laughs> I just feel like I have a lot of friends and family who have had some a rough year, and yeah. they all survived, but at the same time, you know, they're all coming at the end of the road, you know, they're wiping off the dust, but they're standing, and you know, I want everyone to know that it's okay to have some blips in the road. It's, it's, part of the game. it's part of the game,
1: right? And that's that's part of the honoring, you know, honoring your t- 2010. Um, you know, we all get knocked around. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It sucks when you're going through it and being, you know, nobody likes to be the punching bag. But we all, we all take our lungs and I think
0: it it takes a village you know like what I learned about my kids is I work very hard to do a good job but what I've learned also it takes a village to raise a family and so reach out to the people around you and ask for help when you need it because people like to help and if someone asks you for help help because I think that's the best thing to do to make yourself better is to help others you know so that's my resolution this year is to be more helpful (laughs) I and
1: I love that and I've been um you know I've been looking for different ways to express that part and engage and one of the things that I've been doing is um being the chairperson for a fundraising event at my kids preschool and I've been Loving it, you know, I mean, you know how I love to throw a party, but, that um, <laughs> yeah, that that's, that's no secret. I love throwing parties, um, but really going around to the local businesses and getting to know the owners and talking to them and bringing them into the event, like, that for me has been amazing, and, and you'll be surprised at how much that you can learn and how many resources you can find if you just kind of open up to people. Um, I think so many people are afraid of that, um, afraid of, like, opening up and being honest. And I'm not saying, like, laying down, well, okay, you know, crying out your heart as far as country song. I mean, there are resources for people to go and, and do that, that, you know, appropriate resources, but... To just being honest in what what you're looking for, and you know in finding your truth you have to you have to first ask and acknowledge um and not be afraid to put put yourself out there, so you know I love that as far as being more helpful and engaging in your community and even even just among your friends. Um, you know take your friendships up a different level you know ask people what they're doing and help them um, you know do a trade-off with your friends as far as you know mini, mini play dates and like you know daycare at your house as far as okay drop your kids off and you know we can do like a play date exchange um, you know those are all like little ways that we can help each other oh you're running out to the supermarket uh, can, you, can you pick me up something in aisle six about the uh, about my kids <laughs> you know um you know take take that with you for for the year and and also i think the accepting help is a big issue for people um i've often had issues with that as well as far as like coming to a point where it's like okay to delegate and mm-hmm. not do everything myself um and i really want to open that space more this year for you know allowing people to come in and um, and to just you know be more apart um, and I, you know it's definitely a control issue on on my part but I like to kind of open the space open the mama's pearls space so more people can can come in and, and help and you know and do whatever it is they need to do so um, I think that's a really beautiful practice to have for this year. <laughs> One of the other, the other things that was packing me up, just to kind of switch gears a little bit, was um, I was actually in, you know, when you're talking about, like, being off schedule for the week and then, like, having to go in, like, my kids, and we all know this, that I'm, you know, we're not a morning family. We're, like, kind of night, night owls over here. So my kids were staying up extra late and sleeping extra late. And, um, like, I was joking because I was actually on, you know, on Friday, which was New Year's Eve, we were in the city and we were at the Museum of Natural History, had just an amazing time just discovering things around around the museum, and we went with my parents, and that was just fun because we're also kind of a little bit like the blind leaving, leading the blind, and it took us forever to get, like, a hang of the place of, like, how it's laid out, and we were, like, up and down the elevator 50 times before we got to it. Whatever. It was really funny. My family is a little bit special. Um, but <laughs> you lost? one of the things... <laughs> well, it, no, that's a, it, this the natural history is the one with the the big blue whale and the dinosaurs and the planetarium. The um yeah, but the IMAX is where they have
0: you, yeah, but if you go upstairs, maybe. there's like the pyramids. You guys didn't get the Feel yeah. really you need to watch that comedy <laughs> movie. Whatever that movie is. <laughs> We missed night it. the museum.
1: Night at the museum. Night at the museum it was on the night before that we went. So we actually like the kids watched it and they were like a little scared, like thinking like the museum the dinosaurs were gonna chase them. So it's like, No, my grandpa Larry will protect you from the dinosaurs Um It was really <laughs> it was really cute. But we didn't get well, no, it. What
0: is it? Geronimo. Geronimo will come save you. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: missed the whole we missed the whole pyramid piece. But anyway, we stayed in the stars and in the extinct um, treaters. Um, but you know, one of the things being in in the city though on the day, you know, the whole day buildup to um, to New Year's Eve was was very very cool. I mean, it was definitely an excitement in the air. Like the the museum was packed. Um, in case you're not in New York, we had 24 inches of snow dumped on us like early early in the week, like Monday. And, um, you know, the city, the, the streets were still kind of piled up. And um, we drove in, so we were looking around for a spot. And some people were literally on, <laughs> with their shovels, like, digging out snow so they can park their cars. And that's, like, such a New York thing. It's, like, I'm parking there. Let me just create a spot. Because what happens when the, the snow plows come to, like, cream, to clean the streets, they just pile up the the snow, like, on on the shoulder where all the cars are so there were literally cars that were buried that must have been there for you know the entire week so we're watching these people dig themselves out and we get to the museum and we're like trying to figure our way around and you know people are like talking about new year's and i was really really close because my kids have been up all week to to going to Times square that night <laughs> Every thought I thought I was crazy and like, but you know, if they're out, we might as well just go and, and join in the crowd and in that energy and you know, be there for the ball drop. We didn't actually wow. wind up doing that but yeah. But one year I think I will and I just kinda of really wanted to get the two thousand eleven glasses for my daughter. But anyway, so we go into the planetarium and you know, they have Whoopi Goldberg is now narrating um the the show that they're doing in the planetarium about the stars, and it's called Journey to the Stars. And one of the things that they said, which was so interesting and kind of just had me thinking about the whole origins of time, was about the birth of the first stars in the universe. Not just our little mini Milky Way galaxy. There are, you know, hundreds of thousands of galaxies, but like the birth of the first stars. And one of the things that, that she said was, as she said, because I know Whoopi wrote it, one of the things that, that the information that was conveyed was in the birth of the first stars, it was like two, two main compounds. It was helium, if everybody can bust out their periodic table now, helium and hydrogen, and that would happen 13 billion years ago. And that energy from the stars—you know, the birth of the first stars—you know, when the f- stars were born, then the planets were born, and you know the whole origins of of creation. Assuming that you don't believe in the Big Bang theory, et cetera, et cetera. But the birthing of the of the first stars. And one of the things that they said was, every single person has, you know, a minuscule piece. I don't know. I don't know, like the actual measurements, if it's a nanogram or a milligram or, you know, we all have the, the, smallest, the smallest fraction of a piece of that original energy from the stars of those compounds which are still filling up the space. Which had me thinking on a whole other amazing level is that, you know, even if my son's five years old and I'm 36 years old, is like somewhere in me and in all of us we share that original energy. Energy, which has been around for 13 billion years, I thought that was pretty cool.
0: That's so we're cool. like, I'm like <clears throat> last time I went to the planetarium, like, they just showed cool star things to Pink Floyd, which was cool. <laughs> 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 so not cut out for astronomy.
1: That's 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 not as cool as like, as like saying, okay, I have. I have thirteen billion years of knowledge and of and of memory stored up somewhere in a microscopic piece of my body or piece of my my energy field. You know, so you know, one thing in meditation that you know that's always kinda of said of anybody who's whose practice is um or anybody who's read, you know, anything like this is that, you know, there's no new information and that it's all there inside you all the answers all the truth that you seek is inside you it's just a matter of tapping into it um and you're carrying around lessons and history of 13 billion years that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of information to to sort through but for me it's like it's having this whole other connection to you know this whole other connection in the idea that we are all one, we are all connected, and that even just through our, <clears throat> through our energy that we are such an instrumental um Part of this world and and of this universe. Now I know I'm going really far out there, and a lot of times on Mama's pearls we don't we don't stretch stretch this far. And you might think it's completely woo woo, but I actually thought it was pretty scientific <laughs> as far as you know having something measurable as you know as energy and helium and hydrogen. Um, you know those are kind- of those what what I gathered, and I could be totally scientifically off, but I don't think so because you know again, this was played and narrated by whoopi Goldberg at the <laughs> at the planetarium, but you know to have these core elements of like the mother and father of all the energies of of the universe and of everything that you see today like that was kind of cool and put the whole the whole concept of time for me in a whole new perspective. You know, we are such a drop in the bucket, yet our days seem so long, our moments seem so long, our lifetimes seem so long, but it's just a blip on the spectrum. You know, 13 billion years ago that the, the stars were born, and I was, like, having this conversation with my son. He has, like, these... um these star pajamas, like the zip-up pajamas that have a bunch of stars. And when I put them on him last night, he's like, oh, you know, I'm wearing stars kind of like, you know, that we saw at the museum. One, I was, like, thrilled that he made that connection and he remembered that we were at the museum and we were in the planetarium. And even though he was a little scared, um, because, you know, sitting in a planetarium and having, like, the 360... View was a little off-putting, um, and he was a little scared around it and didn't know what to expect. But that he had that <coughs> that memory and made that connection and like wanted to talk a little bit more about the stars, and then we started throwing around like big numbers. Like, do you remember the stars are 13 billion years old? And then saying like, you know, and do you know that it's the year 2011? And and he was going on about there was billions and billions and millions and trillions of stars. Like it was just a very fun. Play with him, play exercise with him about you know trying to grapple any sort of concept of time, you know what you know what does he care he's just he just knows that he has to go to bed and he doesn't want to <laughs> all he knows about time is it's past his bedtime and he doesn't want to go to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, he really know you know so it's very cool. It's a very, very cool day.
0: You're so funny. Well, I'm yeah. glad
1: that sounds like an awesome family trip. Yeah, it was funny. <clears throat> My parents were all excited. Um, they were just all excited. It was really, really funny. You know, and then going going downstairs and looking at the dinosaurs and trying to explain to them how the dinosaurs are no longer here because, you know, kids see something like that, and they would expect to walk outside and see, a, you know, a T-Rex, <laughs> you know. Right, um, right. You know, especially they they still see it on like dinosaur train and you know, in a lot of the shows that they watch. So trying to explain that to them, well, we don't have dinosaurs here, but there are relatives of reptiles and amphibians that are still here today. I mean, you know, they're not quite of the of the age to have that that um filtration process, but you know, trying to explain to a kid that dinosaurs don't exist and monsters aren't living under their bed. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: it's it's not so easy. So, um, so yeah, New York's Times Square happened, and you know the big night. And I was actually back in the city yesterday, and I was in Times Square. And what was kind of cool was all around on the floor, they there was still like confetti that was like literally probably walked on all week and just kind of squished from the big, the big, um, the big dumping of confetti that always happens once the clock finally strikes twelve. And you know, they were just it was just so cool to see that. It was like still littered. I mean they did a great job cleaning it. You'd think that it would be piled up like the snow mounds um of the confetti, but they did a great job cleaning Times Square but it was still there were still remnants of it. Um and this was yesterday, which is, you know yesterday was three days into the new year. So that whole that whole experience was just kind of kind of fun to, to see and you know just being anywhere close to um close to New York is always exciting exciting around around the new year. I loved it. <laughs> Such a short. <laughs> so one of the other interesting experiences that, that I had recently and that I talk about a little bit in the blog is, you know, I've been in a couple of events lately where I've been into so I've been asked to introduce myself and to say a little bit of who I am and what I do. Or actually, it's who I am. But I always find that when you're asked that, especially in, like, these, these events or in interviews, you more like, you know, how do you kind of nutshell all the truth that you are into eight seconds or less or a minute or less? And usually what we do is we just share with people what we do you know i'm a lawyer i'm a writer i'm a mom and a radio show hostess but for me it's like you know thinking about the the theme of the year is kind of like which words really really honor my truth this year you know what are my buzzwords you know how would you describe yourself and your buzzwords what are your buzzwords melissa oh my goodness Totally, totally,
0: super my eight awesome. eight-minute bio. I was just gonna say my eight-minute bio. I'm like forever Eight-second, fra- eight eight-second bio. I well, eight it's interesting seconds. you say that because it was funny because I got into a little um, spat with somebody and it was because you know we were. I was talking to my girlfriend about what someone asked me. What is it that you really want from our business? Because I was checking out a new business out of something. I'm not going to get too detailed, but, and I said to the person, I said, I want a business that's going to say yes before they say no. I said, I'm so sick of people being like, oh, I don't know if I can do that for you or we're not sure we can accommodate that, whereas I find myself to be such an optimistic and positive person, but then right when you have to, like, argue, I get frustrated because, I find myself constantly battling people who are so negative, and it's funny because I—I definitely thought about Masha and negative energy. And the more positive you are, the more the negative energy that you get sometimes really is hard to not make, not frustrate you. So, I'm trying to find the balance between being a positive person and not letting the negative stuff or the people who are not optimistic and positive, you know, ruffle my feathers. If that's the best. Way to go, so you know if there's something to describe that I've added to my bio about myself above and beyond being an organized super friendly mm-hmm. working mom mm-hmm. um is that you know I'm willing to be optimistic to the to, you know i'm I'm okay if I'm okay when things don't happen, if I know in my darndest that I tried every as hard as I can possibly try and I was optimistic the whole time to get it done kind of like the snow day thing you know you have plans and you're like well maybe we'll make it well maybe we'll make it and then at the end it doesn't happen at least I feel like I really try to make it happen um but when I'm combated with people who are constantly like well no it's gonna snow we can't come it's like come on people be a little optimistic so um if I were to add something to my bio this year is that I'm an optimistic yes person you know I'm willing to say yes before I say no
1: I love that. That's
0: a great gem, <clears throat> my dear. So, thank you. I mean, it, 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 it drives me crazy because I feel like I get a lot of – because, I, I mean, I'll be full disclosure. And well. Jim. <laughs> 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 my, my goal
1: is to play more of that.
0: No, you're so funny. No, I mean, with full disclosure, my daughter has a lot of medical needs, and I hate when I approach right. – Let's just say a school, and say, you know, she's going to require some a little bit of, you know, medical stuff, and they're like, well, we don't know. I just would love a school to be like, well, let's see what we can do. Like, just say yes right. first, and 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 let's work, let's try, let's try to get on board and do something. So, um, I, last year I made it my goal to be more positive, to thanks to our friend Masha, and it's working. But now I find I hate that I get mad or frustrated when people don't work with me on that. People are on aren't on board with that one.
1: Right. Well, I think you kind of answered the best question as, you know, how can you spread your optimism? And that's about being more optimistic and more positive and knowing that there are solutions. You know, a lot of people they get they get daunted or very you know, they get really lazy as far as if it's gonna be difficult and a pain in the ass, you know, I'd rather not not deal with it. It gets too too involved. Right, um, or even that pessimistic
0: you know. approach, like, oh, we're never gonna make it. Why are you saying that let's just try try try? if we missed a train, we miss the train, we wait for another one. We go for a cup of coffee, but to not throw everything right. out there to try to make something, even if you know it's really close you 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 you, you, you can't you have to be you're gonna be up, you're setting yourself up, you know, I just feel like I'd rather try my don just to make the train, and if the train drives away just as I pull up to the station. At least I tried and yeah, that sucks, but I'm not disappointed because I know I tried everything in my power to get there and I didn't give up. Um whereas sometimes when you're traveling with people and they're like, Oh, forget it, we're not gonna make the train it's like well let's just try. <laughs> let's just give it a shot. Um Yeah you
1: know, I no, I love that and I think that um you know, that also goes in with the whole concept. Of time and having a perfect schedule and feeling that we have to go from point A to point B, you know, and and, and in this fine line of of being scheduled and we're definitely over scheduled. So, you know, if you can roll with that and and totally trust that there is enough time to do everything that you need to do, and that we all arrive. At things at a true time, and I quoted this before, but I actually love this line, and it's from Gandalf the Grey in *Lord of the Rings* in the movie version, where he's pulling up to Hobbiton and sees Frodo Baggins, and Frodo's like, "Excuse me," Frodo's like, "You're late," and and Gandalf replies, "I'm, you know, no, I'm not. A wizard arrives exactly when he means to," and I think if we can all adapt that and that knowing that if we're late, that's okay, we're not really late. We're exactly on time. We just, you know, okay, you expected me a little earlier, I'm a little bit later. But this is also coming from somebody who typically runs late. So I'm perfectly comfortable in that zone if I miss if I miss the train, um, yeah. If I'm with my kids, it's a little bit of a of a bigger pain in the butt because you have to sit and wait and find something to do and make sure that they're safe and not freezing outside, you know. But you just deal with it. Similar issue is with you know our stuff. We were recently at a brisk, which was amazing and beautiful, and you want to talk about you know the whole concept of time of seeing a seeing a, a, a newborn mom who literally is eight days out of having a baby and um the whole family the whole family being present and having the generation and she had her parents who are now grandparents and, and that generally general tradition of passing down traditions through time um and seeing a third generation born, you know, and my husband and I left an umbrella there. And we last, and my husband we've got so upset I mean he hates he hates that kind of stuff losing, and he's like you know making you know going on and on about losing the umbrella. I'm like, what's the big deal? We'll just go back and we'll get get the umbrella and so you know whether you go back and reclaim the items that you lost or go back to the supermarket and, and pick pick up that one item that you forgot <laughs> because you don't make a list like me, um you know not to get so hard on ourselves. About that process, about losing something, and if we would have left, and totally forgot, and didn't remember that we had the umbrella until we got home, all right, so fine. We we gave my friend a, a beautiful, a beautiful umbrella to to help shield him one day from the rain. You know what I mean? Like I, I think we get get too attached to that stuff and too rigid, um, ab- you know about <clears throat> about that kind of stuff. Like oh my God, the world is gonna fall apart if I don't make the nine o'clock train. Oh my God, my world is gonna fall apart if I lose. I lose something. I mean, yeah, granted, I would I would rather lose an umbrella than my wedding ring, but you know, it's all it's all relative and it's just as my dad would say, it's just stuff, Cynthia. What do you care about? It's just stuff. Um, never get too upset about stuff. You can you can replace stuff. You dealing with health issues, much deeper, much more, you know, in my view, important of a process to to honor and to make sure really um Really is taken care of, and, and you know, if we don't have our health, that you know, it doesn't matter what else, what how much stuff you have. You can have all the stuff in the world, but right. you know, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. So, um, I think if you don't have so, your yeah, content, yeah. Right.
0: I think your content, content is very important too, because obviously right. your health is a gift, but if you're not content, your days just suck. <laughs> You can quote yeah, it's true.
1: If you're not content, you get on the train on time and you're still pissed off. You find something right, wrong with exactly. the conductor. and it that's gave you about an You're sitting next to somebody
0: who's loud,
1: right. you know? like right.
0: Exactly, like when are you ever going to be content? Exactly, like you made the train, the train's running on time. Okay, so you're sitting next to the dude who likes to sing Britney songs out loud on his iPod. Whatever, just, <laughs> just <laughs> that. sing along, do something. <laughs> and I think that's my biggest thing. I just feel like people are never content. You can please them all they want, and they're still not going to be happy. Um, Right. I think, you know, I personally just spent two weeks in the hospital, so I have a different perspective as far as, like, I've seen so many people not be content and to be so negative, like, no, we can't do that. Why can't you do that? Just why not? Give me a good reason why you can't do something.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. You're like, no, yes, you can, and you will. (laughs) Yes,
0: you can. Not to quote, you know, slogans, but (laughs) yes, we can. Um, But, yeah, Yeah, I think health is a gift. Health is a gift, but contentment is something, you know, if you have content in your life, then you should be happy.
1: Right, no matter where you are. And, you know, it's something my husband and I talk about all the time is that, um, and I think we've we've talked about this before, our mom's pearls is that contentment is such a core, core um, value um and yeah i'm going to take it as a value i'm going to look at it as a belief system and i'm going to look at it as faith because you can have you can have billions of dollars in the bank and there's still going to be somebody who has more you can have a billions of dollars event of you know and everything you want around you and still not see pleasure in it still not be happy no matter what ends of the spectrum you are on you need to be happy um, you need to know that that's okay. Whatever I have now and around me is a gift. Whoever I have in my life is a gift. Um, and if you have people, and, and, I'm, and I know most of the people listening on Mama's Pearls because they're mostly like our family and their, and friends, have those blessings in our life. And to feel content about that, that is such a deep truth. To just look at you, and I know you, Melissa, who's been my friend for over a 20 years, two decades, a decades—little crazy. Um, just knowing that you are here in my life is more than content. It's more than optimistic. It's more than positive. It's a blessing, and I value that. I value the people in my life. I value the, my family more—you know—more than anything. And you know, whether I have a million dollars or I'm living month to month, paycheck to paycheck, that. Can never get you know muddled. That can never be put back onto the shelf or returned to source because I carry that with me all the time.
0: Sounds
1: like a plan. Oh wow, we are getting deep today on Mama's pearls. I was like, yeah,
0: we weren't supposed to go this deep. We were supposed to keep it light and Happy New Year. And I know we were like, well, let's we'll just talk for like 20 minutes. Blah 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 blah. blah. We'll we don't have 10. a guest. What are we gonna do? Yeah. But, um, I know we're funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we no no loss for words here.
0: Exactly. So, <laughs> um, wow, I can't believe we've we've chatted that long. That was a long time.
1: That was a long time. So I think that was a beautiful start to the new year. Um, pretty funny too. I mean, come on, thirteen billion years old living inside of us. Come on, that's that's a pretty funky <laughs> thought. <laughs> I would like for everybody to email me and tell me your perspective on that. And if you've had any ancient memories about, like, Yoo-hoo, when the stars were born, let me know. That would be kind of fun. Um,
0: right.
1: But Melissa and I can be reached over email and over Facebook. Our email address is mom at Cynthia at com, And Melissa, you are at Melissa at com. <laughs> yeah. So, can we expect to find some? Um, like, what's your schedule? Can we expect expect to have some? And
0: gems. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs>
1: this week from you. Uh,
0: perhaps we could get like a sh- uh, an abridged version, but uh, maybe a couple of okay. just awesome. my two cents instead of my ten cents.
1: <laughs>
0: I've missed it.
1: I've, I I really I've missed it. It's like, um, you know, my yang has been missing. <laughs> My yang totally gone. Didn't mean to pull
0: your yang. Um, he totally, totally pulled my
1: yang. Um, yeah, but we're looking we're looking forward to having your voice back into the into the space and to um, yeah, and just you know having you back and glad that. I mean, beyond glad and relieved, and just happy that that your little girl is on the mend, um, and that your other two—I mean, seriously—have been nonstop with you, but that you know, you two, your other two, are able to hold their food down for a week. Um, yeah, no,
0: they're doing really, yeah. And you know what? They're super brother and sister, so I'm very proud of them uh, for, you know, obviously they know that. They got the easier part of the deal. They didn't actually have to stay in the hospital for two weeks, but they were superstars as far as being supportive and understanding that it was time to give a little bit more attention to their little sister. Um, Right. And they bowed pretty well, too. People kept dropping off brownies and stuff, so that wasn't so bad. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's all they need to be content. How easy it is to to be a child in, in that respect. And um, may we all just see this year through the eyes of a child because a child, they don't need to go so far to, so far inward to find and discover their truth. Their truth is right there, and it's just waiting for us as parents to notice. It's waiting for us as parents to join in and go lockstep with them. So I dearly And truly intend for all of us to step into our truth. You know, give yourself a dose dose of truth serum and see what comes out. And again, may we all just find find our abundance and steady stream of abundance um, living our truth. So that's my wish for everybody this year and I'm so happy to to be back and to be starting the year fresh with everybody. Um hopefully Pauline will be be on next week, but we have a really fun lineup coming up for um for January and February on Mama's Pearls, oh, which I'm just excited about. Yeah, and you no, know, we have some we have some really cool guests. Arielle Ford is going to be with us, who is one of my business partners in the Spiritual Cinema Circle, but also the author of the Chicken not the chicken, the, the hot chocolate for the mystical, mystical soul, as well as her new book, um, The Soulmate Secret. So, excited to talk to her. We're going to dive in, in with her probably the start of February to tap into our romantic side, um, and February is definitely going to be all about romance and love and all the things that, that turn that turn us on. So... Stay tuned. We have lots more fun stuff for you at Mama's Pearls. And again, Melissa and I can be found over email. You can join our our um or like us on on Facebook at Mama's Pearls. You can follow us on Twitter at SinTweet. You can listen to this broadcast again or any of our past broadcasts on Mama's Pearls at blogtalkradio.com slash Mama's Pearls. And definitely stay in touch with us. Let us know how you're your year is going, you know. Let us know what your what your deepest truths are, what your buzzwords are, and, or you know any anything buzz, else you want to,
0: sh- or any hot topics. Or you what? be sure any hot topics any, you'd like to talk about.
1: Any hot topics for on? Tell me how your supermarket shopping's going. I don't care. <laughs> we'll listen. All right, everyone. Melissa, so happy to have you back. Love hearing your voice. I miss you. And we will chat again next week. Take care. Have a good week. All right. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.